Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining. Uh, my name is Mr. Summers, and I'm joined with my friend here, Mr. Jim Johnston. Uh, he, he's very shy, so he just, he just came on for a second, prepare himself emotionally. There he is. <laughs> hey, Jim. How you doing? How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Pretty good. My uh, tech team's awful, so that's me. Mine, too. That's the, uh, this is... <laughs> Uh, like I'm, I'm used to three buttons, and now I've got all these other things to do. And yeah, QWERTY, what? QWERTY, who? What? <laughs> QWERTY? That's the keyboard. That's a. Curry. No, no, I got it. I got it. I'm not that deaf. But thanks for, <laughs> thanks for explaining your jokes. I um, usually have to explain my jokes to you. So. <laughs> uh, I've been doing some reading since the last, year, <laughs> the last year since we hung. Oh man. Oh nuts. How have you been? I've been all right. You know. Weathering the storm over here in beautiful sunny Calgary today. Yeah, and yourself? Uh, I've been good. Um, yeah, yeah uh, just um, practicing and catching up yeah. on all those sleepless nights writing charts. I think it's <laughs> up on finally caught up. You got a year. I think that's you had how a year. It works. Yeah. I just did a year of doing nothing, right? And we got we got decades ahead of us, right? Yeah, I'm getting ready, prepping for the oncoming uh, storm. <laughs> oh man, the uh, I've got the the Facebook feed running over here on the side, and yep. uh, it's delayed, of course, but it's doing automatic closed caption. Oh, weird! And it's not really; it's like eighty percent accurate. Uh, English isn't my first language, so <laughs> it, it's not very accurate, and. It's it's missing about as many notes as as, uh, as I do when we sight read a tune together. <laughs> it's uh, maybe maybe it's um, fifty fifty or was was life it imitating art or art imitating life or something? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, man. So um, we've known each other a long time. It's yeah, it's been a real long time. In a minute. Um, do you remember? Do you remember where we first met? Um, I want to say UFC. Like uh, in like a in a rehearsal room or something. That's that's what's coming to my mind, but that could be wrong. I like I my earliest strongest memories of you were at U of A for the summer jazz camps. Yeah, I only ever did one, so I must have left an impression. Oh, I thought it was you only did one. I only did one. That was and that was the one that, that was when I met Tommy Banks. Was that okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was right before I went to university. And nice. They were they were great. Um, yeah, yeah, I only ever did They're amazing. one. Amazing. Dominic Spera. And... Yeah, Dominic Spera, Grant Manhart, uh, Bob Stroop, Bobby Stroop. Yeah, yeah, Bob. Um, a lot of those Edmonton guys and then the people they brought in from, was uh, Dominic Spera from Indiana University? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, um, Bob was the first jazz show I ever saw. Like, way back in the day, he had a quartet or something at Chaos. And when, when Chaos had, like, the booths, so you had to, like, look over top of... Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I see my memory. My first memory is actually before that. I think we were, because um, I think we're about the same age. Yeah, yeah. I think we're pretty much the same age. Pretty much the same. Yeah. Seventy-three, um, seventy-four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the I think it was we were roughly. I'm gonna say seventeen then, maybe sixteen, seventeen at the sixteen going session. on seventeen. At the Chaos Cafe. Okay, cool. They had those Saturday jams. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. I was I was the one. Don't you remember? I was the dork that was terrible and couldn't play trumpet. <laughs> oh, that was me. I thought that was. No. <laughs> I remember me being the dork that was terrible, but. Oh man. <laughs> I remember some of those jams being pretty uh, traumatizing at, at times. <laughs> yeah. But they kind of should be. Yeah. We're in, the, we're in that. Um, it's maybe politically incorrect to say, but I mean, I got my butt kicked, but I got my butt kicked musically because I didn't practice. I, not that I didn't practice enough, but I, I didn't have enough experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I didn't practice enough or I didn't start early enough. But I mean, musically, we get our butt kicked even today, right, on stage. It's yeah. just part of the, the process of trying to get better. Absolutely. It's, it's but, a process. Yeah, there's, um, there's a... If you, and if you acted like a snowflake, if you got your butt kicked and acted like a snowflake, you were done. That was... There were times, definitely. There, there's yeah. some, definitely some kind people, though, too, back in those chaos days. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I remember once, this is right after university, but I remember once, it was a, kind of right around the first time I met Guido Basso, and Guido was playing in quintet with PJ Perry and rhythm section from out of town. Not from, not from Calgary. But I, I, uh, Guido invited me up on stage to play, and... Yeah. Um, and he kept asking me to call tunes. Now, I, I had home court advantage because I was the one calling the tunes. He called the tunes. Yeah. Way, but, but, um, but the rhythm section didn't know any tunes. And, that's oh. what, and he was kind of drawing attention to that. So he'd say, what do you want to play? And I'd name a tune. And he'd turn to the rhythm section. Do you know it? And they're like, um, no, we don't know it. <laughs> and, and he was using it to, kick, to, to, to teach them something, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And he goes, okay, pick another tune. They don't know that one. And they say, I'd call another tune, and then they go, oh, well, and let me see if I know it. Let me see if I know it. And then they open the real book and flip through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, no, I don't know it. It's not in the real book. Well, it, just because you can read it out of the real book, it doesn't mean you know the tune either. You know? <laughs> but um, it was pretty funny. It was, uh, And then uh, um, so we found a bunch, and I had a lot of fun playing with Guido. And again, I was calling tunes I knew. And then PJ just starts playing rhythm and ning and B. You know, rhythm changes oh. at about 350 BPM. Ah. And he just, and then Guido just crushes, and I just got destroyed. That <laughs> <laughs> was great. Single tear. <laughs> uh, a very long one. I, I, uh, I tried to do something musical, um, but I didn't, I'm sure. Um, but I mean, we need those. I think we need those situations. Yeah, we've all had those moments. Yeah. So I think that's kind of, and okay, so then you went, um, then you left, you left town. Yeah, yeah. And where'd you uh, go? I, I toured with a couple of blues bands, and uh, then I went to Toronto to Humber College. Uh, study. Yeah, studying music, studying drums. Uh, got to hang with Ted Bourne and Don Vickery and Paul DeLong and all sorts of guys out there in Toronto, again, took turns handing me my butt. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a great experience out there. It was a it's a different scene. It's bigger, and and uh, there's way more guys. You know what I mean, let's and when you're in school too, like I think there were 25 other drummers in my first year at, at Humber. So it was like 25 practice rooms, Just <laughs> like morning, noon, and night. And the people getting a PhD in meditation are across the hall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, we shared a campus with uh, the funeral service people.
and and the comedians. <laughs> the, so it was it was a mixed bag. The comedians were loving that because the were just writing themselves for them. <laughs> the material was with their muse. It was everywhere. Yeah. Wow, that's hilarious. Um, so you went there. Um, what were the best things you learned when you were in music school? Um, the best, the best things I learned. Um, it was, you know what? It was kind. It kind of. There's a theme this evening. It was kind of one of those. A lot of times, it was like just revealing as to how little I knew. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, uh, I did something like 85 recordings, and I had never really recorded before. Right, so there was like I have recordings, and this last year I've been digging through the basement and just clearing house, and I found a couple of those recordings. I'm like, oh no, these can never come out of the basement, or they need to go into the carburetor. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's it's like one of those things like you you get done high school and you you get into a school that you want to go to, and you figure, all right, I I. I have some experience and then you go there and you're like oh I'm in kindergarten all over again music kindergarten so I don't know it's it's a perpetual learning curve that way there's lots of things like uh, I remember sitting in a room with Paul DeLong and trading fours and just being like what just happened <laughs> like getting to the end of his four and like he comes back into a room and I'm like, I, that's where one is, ah, <laughs> and stuff like that. It's it's and it's this cumulative like experiential thing. Like you, you're just perpetually, constantly learning, and that's all you're doing. You're talking about music because you're in, in hanging out with music students, and you're just living, eating, breathing it for the time you're there, right? I think that's actually one of the you, because I've talked a lot about students and and students that I've taught where. I, uh, where they're looking at going to university. Yeah. And some of them, you know, they're, they're trying to figure out which university to go to or maybe stay in this town. It might not have, um, like, like we in Calgary, both of the jazz programs were um, annihilated by budget cuts. Yeah. Um, you know, not very, very short-sighted and, and very sad. Um, so the program I went through at the University, uh, University of Calgary is gone and Mount Royal you know, um, College at the time had a diploma program, a two-year program. And I, I think they were trying to get it turned into a full degree right when the, the board of the school just went, well, we need to make some budget cuts. So let's just cut all arts, yeah. all arts programming and specialty nursing and everything from, uh, from Mount Royal. But, he, you know, because some of them are like, well, why would I go to this music school um, if all it is teaching is um, is uh, is classical and and that's not what I want to do? Um, and I'm like, but still to be immersed, yeah, be immersed in in and playing in some classical ensembles, um, but study privately for for all the jazz theory and all the jazz things you need to do, and then go into all other styles of music. Anything you want to do in your future, you've mm -hmm. kind of got a groundwork for. Um, yeah. and, but it's just to be immersed, right? To be around a bunch of people that are, that love music too, and want to hear what you have to. Yeah, it's an environment and it's, it's, I think it, it's really good for you as for a certain amount of time to, for it to be as potent as possible for you, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
What's uh? So for for a drummer out there, yes. um, if they're a young drummer or they're uh, they're kind of like an adult learning drummer, um, that's you know that it's not their profession, or or even if it is, um, what do you think is the most important thing, or the top three things, to for a drummer to work on? Uh, time, touch, and songs. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's there's chops like that would be a fourth thing like but there's plenty of guys out there who don't have any chops and they're beautiful musicians and they still make beautiful music right so yeah. if I had to if I had a short three like uh, yeah time touch and top chops or time touching songs like learn learning how to learn a song really well and fit fit what you're doing into a song that's that's really hard. I mean, I, I feel like I'm still working on that. Uh, and be, being able to do it fast, too, you know what I mean? Like, being able to, like, okay, there's 60 songs I need to know three days from now, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's a tough call, you know what I mean? So, those three things are up there, and the touch, just like, being able to play the volume and and tone and style with, with your hands that you need to right that's that's a big deal too a lot of guys and I, and that like there's a lot of guys who shelve themselves you mean like they have like a dynamic shelf that they sound amazing in uh, and then there's other guys who have bigger ranges you know what I mean there's some guys only sound really great down here uh, quiet um, so that's that's something that uh, I think is really important too just having a really broad range of and, and awareness of touch and tone. I mean, yeah, I've I've played with a drummer who was a great drummer, great funk rock kind of a drummer, and <clears throat> the music director asked him to do something, and he said, "No, no, I'm a loud drummer. Yeah, I yeah. play loud. Yeah, and uh, we were all flabbergasted. I'm like, but <laughs> your boss tells you to do something, you do it." Right? <laughs> He tells me to, to play quieter. I play quieter. He tells you know no problem. But he tells yeah. me to play louder. I'll do my best. But um, yeah, it was interesting. But um, so, well, guys make careers out of that though, right? Like, and usually guys who are shelved like that, like they get hired to do that. That's just that's, that. That's, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean, so like they're redlining. You know I mean, they're they're playing from up here, and that's the tone and sound that people love to hear from them. So yeah, and there is a sound from that, right? And, yeah, and there's there's a there's a look to it as well. Yeah. yeah. The uh, especially when people haven't studied music, and it's totally fine. But if they haven't studied music, they look at a musician, and they yeah. go, "That trumpet player is getting really red faced. He must be working really hard." Or yeah. That drummer's way up here. He must be really, you know, look at the look at the animal like like you know the Muppet like uh, yeah. expressions he's doing. Um, you know, in most of the videos, I think a lot of the videos we we. That have really gone viral there are there was one there was some guy playing in like behind some wedding remember the drummer guy and he was uh, the guy who's got yeah yeah yeah. he's actually a speed metal drummer and he's playing he was playing in like a cover band and yeah. was just letting loose with all these stick tricks and stuff i've seen that video it it's awesome, awesome but it's like you are at the wrong gig dude yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when it comes to being a versatile musician, um, yeah, like I know for me, when I go to 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 hire guys, 
um, it, having a large, I was always taught about a chop bag and having a large, you know, bag to pull mm-hmm. from. So that, and the phrase that I started using on myself when I was young and studying and, and, uh, and still do, and I do with students now too, is to have a large dynamic range of expression. So that means, you, you know, don't be scared of the upper register of the trumpet or the extremes of your instrument. Learn the extremes, the difficult things, and then learn the, all the volume ranges. And then you yeah. need to learn, you know, for wind instruments to articulate it, all those so that your, your touch, you know, is, is there. And learn all the different styles, learn the language of all the different styles of music as, to the best of your ability and keep learning because I don't think we'll ever fill that. No, no, no. Um, but then you have a lot to pull from when you're actually playing. And if you want to work a lot, um, and I mean, you know, I like a lot of versatility. Well, I, yeah, I like a lot of versatility. That's a mixed bag, dude. That's why I love playing your gig. It's because I, I know I'm going to play five or six or eight or ten different styles in a, in a night, right? So I love Hopefully it. not per song. I mean. yeah, well, well, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the big sweets. Um, yeah, it's it's, but it's fun like that, right? To explore all yeah. that music. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, well, speaking of that, we um, it's been a lot of years now, but with the playing with the CJO and with all that, um, uh, what what do you like about playing with the Calgary Jazz Orchestra, like with the players and just the whole experience as a whole? To, and to, yeah, and and what's your role? Like, so where do you come from, yeah. and what do you like about it? Uh, big bands, one of those things that uh, like I didn't. I've never really played drums without being in a big band. I mean, like, that, that's how early playing with a full horn section and, like, a rhythm section was for me, like, grade seven. Uh, that's when I started playing drums, and I was in a big band, you know what I mean? I, I played in a big band all the way through junior high and high school and college. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those things that, again, like, it's a, it's a big, it's a really big vocabulary. There's different, lots of different eras and styles and stuff like that, and I, that's what I love about this band, like, we do shows, and uh, each set really focuses in on, like, a style or a vibe, and I get to, I get to spend however long we have to prepare, like, immersing myself in, in that, in, like, Duke Ellington, or immersing myself in Harry Connick Jr., or immersing myself, you know I mean, in, in any given, like, zone that a big band kind of fits, and some that are even, like, pop arrangements and stuff like that so I, I, I again I love that versatility and I love playing in different styles it's like it's kind of like I get to travel right <laughs> like yeah. and I, over the last year this, that's kind of like has kind of become my focus again like learning different styles and, and getting deeper into real like certain areas of voc- vocabulary that way so that's 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 one of the things I absolutely adore about that band, and then and then just the camaraderie of of all those all those dudes and dudettes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's 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 uh, like a lot of those guys in that band I've known since I was thirteen, and never I never imagined I would get to play in a band regularly with them. Right? So it's like it's one of those things <clears throat> that it's it's kind of like I don't know. It just it just feels right. In, in so many ways, that way, the camaraderie and the and the just the the vibe that we have together as a as as friends and as as a, as kind of partners in music. I don't know. 
those those are the big things for me the variety and the and the camaraderie yeah me too um uh, oh I, there's some comments of course don't read the comment section don't <laughs> I think we can read this one. Just don't read them about vaccination. <laughs> no, don't even say it. I know we don't even want to talk about that. Tonight. I know. Like, <laughs> a moratorium on that. Except uh, I can't wait to get back and play. That's all. Yeah, um, that's that's my thing. Don Haywood. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Don. Hey. Um, John Towel, great trombonist. I feel for anyone caught in the crossfire between Guido and PJ. Thank you. <laughs> story I think there's still an imprint in my buttocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the thing. <laughs> hi, Claudia. Hi, Teresa. Claudia says hi, Jim. Hello. Um. So I I think that. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, uh. What was the other question? What's your role? What's your role? My role, right? Yeah. So what? And how do you prepare? Uh, for it? My, I don't know, uh, to really, uh, I mean, like, I conduct with sound, you know what I mean? Like, I'm the conductor. I know there's other guys waving their hands around up there. <laughs> but, like, if if the if I'm not clean and clear and the clarity isn't there, you know what I mean? Like, or if it's, if, like, uh, something uh, Cody has said several times to me, and this will almost always be on before we go on he's like jim don't ask any questions tonight man only statements you only say what you mean right and right. it's like and it's like sometimes i need that reminder right like uh because the drummer is in charge whether anybody knows it or cares to admit it anyways right so that's kind of one of those things that i'm not super comfortable saying or 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 feeling like that, but I know it's true, right? So yeah, you shouldn't it's, be comfortable with it because you're probably not going to get hired again now because of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's... unfriend. So <laughs> took a year off, and I don't know where he went. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's true, you know how a big band goes together is such an interesting thing. But um, and of course, you know I've spent a lot of time listening to all all my heroes that have led big bands for so long to try to learn from them and 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 go and and see and be sitting in rehearsals especially at jazz and lincoln center rehearsals and and mm. see how they you know how they put it together and um and learn and how, how that works with us in our community and our people and the i remember i hope i can say this but i remember oh. the first time we the first time you came out and started playing with the group I, I believe was a tour, and I think it was a Christmas tour. Yeah, it was, a, it was Sinatra. Yeah, Sinatra Christmas. Yeah, perfectly, perfectly frank. frank. Yeah. So we were doing our perfectly frank Christmas, and I believe we were doing um, Zachu Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I know what's coming. <laughs> and I think you asked some questions. Yeah. You know, musically at the end, and it, it doesn't work like that. You it, you just have to be you have to be right. And you yeah. have to dictate because if you set up a shot and the whole band, the piano player, the singer, all the horn players, everything is pop, right? And it kind of, you're right in a sense because I don't have to conduct. And people have said, and that's why I'm a director, not a conductor. I'll conduct if I have to. Yeah. I'll get one of the guys in the front if there's a section, right? Um, Jerry or Rich. But, but really, if we, if, if we open our ears 
And when, when we listen to the lead trumpet player, um, who, who quite often is J. Michael Ack, and yeah. Cody on bass, and if the two of them are locked tight, then you and the rhythm section and piano and, and guitar can lock with Cody and the horns can lock with, with the lead player or the section leader if the lead trumpet isn't playing, you know, with the leader yeah. of the side. But, but there's a conversation and there's a thing about the solidity of time that a bass player can't do that with. So, so when we have shots, it's, um, and, and for anyone you know, watching, what a lot of the drum chart is, is there might be a groove or something and then just essentially like, just keep doing that groove and yeah. cut some stuff up, have fun. And then, and then on the top of the chart, there'll be little rhythms. Yeah. And so, so I'll write, I'll, I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I didn't create this, but um, what arrangers will do and, and I'll write out for Jim is this is what all the shots are. But then the more that Jim learns the chart, he might actually, I don't tell him exactly what drums to play very often. Mm-hmm. And so, so he has to learn the chart, even though we're reading it and it's written out for him so that he can express himself and, and think what he thinks the most musically is the strongest. And so he'll hit, he'll build a section. If I've got a crescendo, it's what he thinks will build the section as far as what he hits and yeah. I give him the rhythms. And then he'll even sometimes add rhythms before so that he lines up with us or he, he knows that instinct, you know, musically that it's not going to be, a big drum solo it's just little hits yeah um, to, to pop with the rhythms or with the horns and, and that's that's those are all be, stylistic things too right like those are all dependent on the era and like are you playing a bassy chart are you playing like modern stuff or you know i mean so and the language and the vocabulary changes right so you got to listen you got to find you got to find the recordings and and go deep and figure out what what's happening right yeah one of the things i i've always um Right when, because Jim and I have known each other a long time, but like he said, you, like you were out touring and doing blues things, and blues bands and rock bands and stuff. And when we were playing a, a party band thing and you came so prepared and, and um, we, we were really busy. And of course the horn charts are written out. There's not a lot for us to study ahead of time. Um, and I was, I wasn't singing. I was just playing in the horn section, which I love to do when I get to do. And um and uh, I was amazed at the, the, the level of preparation. You yeah. put a one-off party band job where we were playing a lot of pop music from the 90s, I think, and from, uh, you know. And, Early and, thousands, yeah. Yeah, I think we did maybe three, three jobs with that band, and then that band never really did much else. Yeah. Um, but it was like you – you put in so much time and effort and you took the music seriously and you worked so hard. I was, um, I was impressed with that. And so I went up and I said, Hey, do you like playing jazz and still, and do you, uh, do you like playing yeah. big band and reading? And, <laughs> and, and we started chatting from there. And yeah. the first time um, you came to, to kind of, you were playing with us a bit, but the first time you really came to play with us, I think a lot was um, we'd had something happen and our drummer was no longer available that had asked to do the buddy rich show with us yeah yeah. he asked to do it and i said man i'll only do it if you want to do it because that's hard there's some hard music there um and i i think we had what four weeks maybe five weeks it was it was five (laughs) it was five weeks yeah do you want to do buddy rich in five weeks and uh you said well i want to do my best and i remember we were even out 
we were out on tour somewhere playing somewhere and you had your V drums, like your electric drums. Yeah. Everybody went out for food after the job or something. And you went back to the hotel room with your V drums, put on your headphones yeah. and practiced at like 11 PM until whenever you finally passed out. Till, till they started knocking on the door. Yeah. <laughs> and we're leaving. Not <laughs> um, and 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 uh, and and practicing. You're like, I, I can't go hang out. I have to go practice. Wow, uh, the Buddy Rich show is that something else, man? That's like a. I mean, we we took, I, we took a few runs at like the Channel One. Uh, I think I got to play it three or four times, and like the, I think we played it a lot. Oh, yeah, you mean, like in the rehearsal. Uh, no, just like that that year over the course of that year. You mean like, at for performances? You know I mean like? I think we did it a good. 12 times, maybe? 12 times? Really? Maybe. Oh. Yeah, because we did all the high school tours, too. Man, maybe I just blocked all that out. I heard, I heard, Do you have any of that Buddy Rich vocabulary in you right now? Uh, I, I, I'm sure. <laughs> talk us through it. Play, play something and talk us okay. through what makes Buddy Rich's language Buddy Rich. Okay. Um, oh, buddy. Hey. Oh, this is gonna be. I have to change my camera here a bit. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Uh, buddy's all about the snare drum, right? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, dude, buddy, really? Okay, here we go. together in a year really like we did, yeah. did what five five six gigs when they opened up we did a, a string at the alvin shed club and then... yeah we did october i think that was the last time we played october so yeah and i think i got to do about that many um trio or duo things you know that were following protocol but daddy yeah. the, the um uh okay okay so while i got you on the kit yes You've talked to me a lot before about Roy Haynes, which isn't someone that I've studied the music, like his, his drumming language as much. But after we talked and after you sent me, Jim, Jim is known for these huge playlists. Everyone has got these like, he's got, sometimes it's a tune. It'll be like 6,400 versions of Stable Maids or something. They'll send it to me and I get addicted to these unreal playlists, right? Or like tunes in seven. And it'll be like 42 songs in seven, four, you know, um, but, but you sent me, you sent me Roy Haynes, one of your favorite Roy Haynes. And I, and it was like so many of them I knew. Like yeah. I knew the recordings, right. Like I knew that. So for so, me, Roy Haynes is, is like the embodied history of jazz drumming. Like he's been gigging since the 1940s and he's, you know what I mean? Like, and he's played in every imaginable genre and sub subgenre and style of band like uh, so, Roy is Roy is like the encyclopedia, like the great grandfather, living great grandfather of jazz to me in so many ways. Like and and play me a is is there some some part of his language or something you've transcribed that's very Roy Haynesian? Um, his nickname's uh, uh, Snap Crackle, right? So like yeah. to me, it's it's really the way he articulates things is really cool to me, and uh, and there's definitely like. 
licks. Um, uh, let's see if I got something here. Uh, Too. That's one of my favorite things too. He'll be, he'll just be swinging along, and all of a sudden he'll just drop a bomb out of yeah. a, a left field, and it just like, just nails the band, and just takes the energy to that next level all the time. Man. Yeah, and he he had the the musicianship to know when to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not just like because I've heard I've heard players and played with players sometimes where they they do that. <clears throat> they do something that's really crushingly apparent, like a look at me moment almost, but yeah. um, not intended as such. But I've heard, well, I've heard some drummers that maybe intended as that, but they, but it's the wrong time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, in the middle of a ballad or something. No, but they, they, <laughs> <laughs> it's like comedy, man. It's all about timing. So beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, no, it's squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you're right. You're right, and and I think that that there really is something that just shakes everyone up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, hermetically sealed in your plane. <laughs> you know, um, okay, so who else? Uh, oh, uh, hi Johnny and Jim from Norm. Hi Norm. Hey, um, Alex. It's all about the beat, hundred percent. So yeah. Groove. If it doesn't groove, it, no matter what you're playing, you know. Um, Hello from uh, Alex, Patty, Connor, Michelle, and Cole. Hi guys. Hey. Um, some volunteers from uh, from the CJO there, and nice. and uh, some former students, some good trumpet players there. Um, cool. Uh, and Richard Harding. Hi Richard. Hey Richard. Uh, joining Sir, us in a few Sir weeks. Richard of Harding. Sir Richard of Harding. <laughs> yeah, I get credit for that nickname. That's what I miss, Johnny. I miss those jokes. <laughs> my, my terrible jokes. <laughs> oh, they're wonderful. <laughs> the, well, speaking of nicknames, I think we've had I've had quite a few for you through the years. Yeah, there's been a few. Uh, I think I actually have. Single uh... <laughs> Jim. <laughs> <laughs> they're down here, man. Every now and then, I look at them. <laughs> man, there was a, I want to record that chart and and. Uh... There we can record that part separately. Okay. <laughs> that came about. That came about when, um, for everyone watching, there was a chart. If you remember from the Perfectly Frank Christmas, um, I think we've done the chart twice. Um, yeah. But it's it's one of my favorite charts that I've done, and it's uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and it's five minutes long, and it took me, gosh, like like 180 hours or something to write. Like it was it was gargantuan. Um, but right at the beginning, I really wanted you to have that. That that swing, you know, with the, and then it goes right into like, it's the most. It swings. Yeah, yeah. So I had to practice this. Uh, There's a groove too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I gotta pick it up later, so we can practice it, yeah. picking it up. <laughs> Yo, man, it's the things that nobody thinks about, you know, when it comes to musicians and, and the stuff they have to work on. And yeah. uh, it, there's a lot to it, man. There's a lot, a lot of things that you never think we're practicing. 
and you're literally practicing and and you have to practice it without making it jingle you have to pick it up without yeah without making sound <laughs> yeah or dropping it <laughs> yeah 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 it goes back to the the thing okay so drummer wise who yeah. is uh rich harding says you sound great jim oh thanks rich i'm sure you sound really good right now too Empty platitude, ouch. I don't know. So the, <laughs> I'm alone in my basement, I've been here for a year. <laughs> yeah, so somebody, somebody, we need to get someone over there to let you out from time to time. Sylvia feeds me. Um, <laughs> when he said that, I pictured a, a slider on the bottom of the door, you know, just food tray comes under. Oh my goodness. Okay, so... Uh, and it's been a weird year. Like I, I've, I've practiced yeah. a lot over the last year, but not playing with people. When we did do those hits, it was, um, it, it was awkward. Yeah. We, we weren't skilled at it. And one of the things the CJO uh, board that we were talking about with was doing a recording in the downtime, you know, like maybe when we're allowed to be in a room and stuff. And I'm like, no, I think we need to go through a season and we'll record next summer. Yeah. Because it seems like this great idea. Let's make a record. And maybe for some styles of music, it would work, but for live off the floor, full big band. Yeah. Give us a season to get back into shape. You know? Yeah. Um, there's just, there's, and it's also, it's not just a lack of doing it. There's also just, I kind of feel like even in October, I was just like, almost like super self-conscious about what everything that was happening. I mean, it felt, it just, the whole process just felt strange in, in some way that I couldn't really put my finger on. Right. So I think we all felt that. Yeah. And it was, uh, um, it, it is very strange when, you know, that was really, it was strange. It was really fun. And I think it was really musical and, um, the audience had fun and we had fun, but, uh, and we'll get back there, but it was definitely, it felt, um, slightly awkward. Just, yeah. you know, um, <clears throat> kind of okay. like this conversation. It, I, everything's awkward with you, Jim. Um, Two-dimensional people are not as are, are more awkward than three-dimensional people. It's uh, awkward Johnston on drums tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, there it is. So the uh, <laughs> uh, who are your top three or two or four drumming heroes? Who do you want to sound like, or whose sound do you hear? Um, in in your playing that you attribute to them, um, uh, Tony Williams, Jack Dejanet, and then like Roy or Elvin, Roy Roy Haynes or Elvin Jones. Okay, so um, so Tony Williams, what's the, yeah. the best record that that people should go listen to that has Tony Williams on drums to listen to his drumming that would that would. Uh, there's two of them that I really adore. It's uh, the Miles is. Davis. Four and more. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> That's not what I asked. Four and more. Oh, that's a freaking great record. Miles Davis. Yeah, four, four and more. more. That live record is just amazing. And Tony's nineteen or something like that in that on that record. Uh, and then uh, Fuchsia Swing Song, uh, which is another one that's kind of like obscure, but it's just just ripping Tony. Like that's a Miles record. Fuchsia Swing Song. No, no, it's not. Uh, it's, a uh, oh man, now I can't remember who his record it is, Johnny. Um, the name of the record is Future Swing Song. I can't remember who it is. Uh, 
So chip, so people should check those out. What else should they check out? Uh, so so Jack DeJanet, who's yeah. What's the best Jack DeJanet record to check out? Um, the Cure, Keith Jarrett, The Cure. Keith Jarrett, The Cure with Jack DeJanet on drums. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Alvin, Alvin Jones, because you talked to me a lot about Alvin over the years. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think when when I was listening to a lot of Alvin when we first started hanging in, Alvin uh, uh, Jones, uh, Love Supreme, uh, Crescent. Crescent is one of those records that I've listened to a million times. He's the band um, leader on it? It's John Coltrane. Oh, John Coltrane's Crescent. Okay, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I don't know uh, that one very well. Oh, it's awesome. Listen. And it's, it's got, for me, that record has like all of the quintessential like Elvinisms in them, like the the rolling triplets and the this six eight like Afro Elvin stuff and all that. Um, Sweet. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is the craziest thing that happened to you with the CJO, uh, with any of the gigs or with the tours or any of the things we've done? What's the, the craziest uh, The craziest thing? Oh, wow. Um, I remember a really crazy snowy drive with Igor one time. <laughs> that, was, that was the scariest thing. Where were we, where were we going? Uh, we are going from a very small town to a very small town, <laughs> and it was snowy. And Igor, Igor was showing me uh, like his favorite jazz videos in his car while while he was driving, and I was like, "Ah, Igor!" <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. We don't uh, condone that type of behavior. No, distracted driving is dangerous. <laughs> um. Craziest thing, like on a gig, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh man, there's been so many crazy moments, Johnny. I don't know. I remember, uh, I remember one time my stand fell over, like just flat out, ba boom, in the middle of a song, and like Cody was trying to help me, and I was trying to help me, and then. I was playing one-handed drums and Cody was playing one-handed bass and <laughs> stupid stupid moments like that. It's like <laughs> Or I remember one time uh, we were reading the Disney suite and we hadn't done it for a long time and there's a really fast section in it. Yeah. And uh, 340. Yeah, just ripping fast and it's and it's like out of another time feel. And uh, Cody and I just hit it like just like Hit it, and Cody goes, Jim, we're doing it! We're doing it! <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, be quiet, so we can concentrate. He's holding on to it. <laughs> I remember that. I wrote, uh, uh, if, you, if you didn't see it, people, we I wrote a, a Disney Reimagined for our Disney Reimagined show, and I wrote like a 25, 30-minute suite. yeah. Uh, which was crazy. How many pages long too? It was. It was crazy. <laughs> and like Igor had like seventy-five pages or something. Um, you know, with the piano charts, right? And and yeah. it's because I had I was working down in LA and I went to Disneyland and I loved it. And then we saw one of those night spectacles where they do over the water and and I was like and all it was I was actually hearing all the music associated with the spectacle. Yeah, yeah. I went oh yeah, I should totally do this in a jazz style. <laughs> it's so much work. <laughs> um yeah that was uh i remember that i totally remember that and we were i I remember the the theater i remember what the theater looks like 
And yeah, it was, it was like, a school show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, and they had a nice, like, rounded theater thing. And <clears throat> and I remember uh, when Cody was doing that, I started giggling and couldn't play. Yeah. Uh, so I, I was kind of directing in front and playing my part of it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing it, Jay, we're doing it. <laughs> I was doing it. We're doing it, Jim. We're doing it. I can't remember. <laughs> <voice. God. laughs> I hope he's not watching. I hope he is. <laughs> funny I can tell all of you at home. One of the funniest things ever was we were um, when we before we come out on stage um, at, at at the hall that we normally do our concert series at. It's a staircase to go down to our dressing rooms and stuff. And the uh, so we're in the stairwell and we're waiting to come on and. Um, Igor has very thick Russian accent. I can somewhat kind of okay, but you know, moose squirrel. Uh, uh, uh. Like, so, I uh, especially when I'm hanging out with Igor a lot, I can I can mimic him. And and the best thing was, um, <laughs> Cody started ripping on Igor in yeah. Igor's accent really badly in a really bad Russian accent, and Igor just stares at him. And then he starts talking back at Cody and Cody's voice. Al <laughs> <laughs> Muirhead was doubled over on his stairs, the stairs in his face. And then we hear this, the Calgary Jazz Orchestra, and the door's over. We're trying to walk on, and everyone's giggling and crying. What are we here to do? Music? What's going on? Where am I? Where am I? Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> what's, uh, what's one of the funnest, funniest or one of the happiest things that's happened with the CGO uh, for you? Um, one of my, one of my really joyous, like ecstatic moments is when we played Purple Rain and, uh, with a whole big band and like, it was just, it was the easiest, the loudest thing and the most, the biggest sound that band has ever achieved. And it was just epic. It was like one of those moments of like, yeah, this is it. Ah, nah. <laughs> and I was playing up here like... <laughs> And it felt so great, and everybody was just into it. It's one of those one of those perfect moments where the the audience and the band and everybody involved, everybody with an earshot is just uh, energized and just absolutely in that that purple rain moment. You know what I mean? Oh man, that got me when we did that. Yeah, I was. <clears throat> I I um. It's funny because I I didn't know that song. I mean, I'd heard it a bit, but I didn't yeah. I hadn't listened to it a ton previously. But when we were doing the Soul Show, I, uh, I you know how much I agonize over set list and over material yeah. we play and, and how I write it and stuff. And so I wrote the whole Soul Show for our Art of Soul show, which is the second half of our February show. And yeah. um, I wrote the whole show to be, and I remember talking to you about this. I'm like, I'm going to try this thing. And I need everyone to be aware of what I'm doing. Where yeah. we started with, I think I had the audience singing. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, just the standard stand by me thing, right? When the night is calm and the land is dark. And I'd sing over and I had you guys walking in. Mm-hmm. And we started like as low key and as kind of churchy, homey, community as we could. And yeah. then I'm like, every single song, the energy level is going to go up like over the, and then we went right up to um, Aretha Franklin's version of think with a big band. Yeah. And, and then I think we did something after that and we, it was, the energy was just uh, like, it, like 
like everything was just, you know, vibrating in adrenaline. And then we went into Purple Rain and I yeah. was wondering if it would work. And then we did that, the whole slow burn of Purple Rain, you know, doing this with the solos and the vocals. And then that whole section at the end, I think was like 10 minutes. Yeah, it was 10 to 12 minutes for sure. Like just the end of the tune. <laughs> like, like, you know, like, and Richard was soloing. And I think I was soloing on flugel. We were going back and forth. And the, 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 all the background singers were singing the lines too. And the strings were playing and all the horns and the rhythm section, you guys were crushing. I remember that. Yeah. That, yeah. that got me, man. That really got me. There was a, you know, there was a guy, a season ticket holder that came up after bawling and gave, just oh, ran up on stage and gave me a huge hug. Right at the end I didn't. That. He was no, like, that, that was amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And you guys were, oh man, you guys were killing it. Neil McVeigh was killing it. Yeah. I was just going to say Neil's, Epic guitarist. <laughs> so musical. Yeah. And that was fun. Um, cool. Well, what, what's, uh, what's been good about the lockdowns for you? What's the silver lining you've had? Uh, it's, it's, it's a, that's, that's a tough question. I, it's, it's one of those, it's a reset really. I mean, like I, I've reset so many things just about like a like kind of a baseline for what I want out of life. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I really took the time to like over this last year to really dig deep and and try to figure out what I really want from from music and from my family and from from Cornerstone and from just everything that's in my life. It's, it, so it's been a reset. It's been one of those things. Like you, the first three months was just like near comatose, like that first lockdown. Like I was just like, didn't know what to do. Couldn't really practice. Couldn't really get my head around what was going on. You know what I mean? And then, and then I just kind of, it just kind of opened up into like just a con contemplative time. You know what I mean, like we're lucky enough that our, enough of our students stayed with us. Uh, that we survived that first initial hit, um, and and just like re rethinking like the way I was chasing certain goals that were, weren't even really that important or don't seem that important to me now. You know what I mean, like mm -hmm. uh, it's that that's that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest positive. I think it's just having been given the time because of because of how lucky Sylvia and I are um, and, and how privileged we are uh, to, be, to, to rethink things and reset certain priorities in, about life. I mean, that's, I mean, <clears throat> I've missed a lot of things, you know what I mean? But I've also realized how, how little some, certain things actually meant to me, you know what I mean? So, it's, it's been it's been an interesting time for sure i think it's going to be uh i mean we 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 were so busy we yeah. were working and playing everywhere all the time it was and and it was amazing how often we'd be working on other musical jobs all the time and uh, yeah. so many, that you don't have the time to think about those things especially you just put your head down and do the work yeah especially when when most of our i might be putting words in your mouth so correct me if i'm wrong but like being the same age, we look back, you know, having still that mindset of you're right out of university. 
and yeah, yeah, yes yeah. to doing everything and I need to do everything and I must do everything. Um, I think that's changed for me. Yeah. Not, you know, um, I feel very much the same. Uh, uh, it's been, a, it's been a reset and it's changed my priorities. Mm. And, and it's, I think also like, because we're so close in age and because a lot of our experiences are so close, uh, that, that we're at that stage of life where we can, like we're old enough to be just a little bit wise and, and like have a little bit of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, to just have that, that, that like level of self-awareness and, uh, and have that much experience under our belts that we're like, okay, well, this is what I was chasing so hard and I, and I think I can do it in a different way and it'll mean more to me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And uh, I think I needed a break from working on a lot of the things I was working on. I've, I've been asked a lot how, like if I've been working on some big opus or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, like I, I, I've, I've, I have some work and some writing work um, that I'm gonna probably announce on the socials over the next little bit here that I'm really excited about. But I really needed a break. I yeah. Mean, you know, like I needed a break from writing and from doing all that. Um, Okay, so um, just in case anyone doesn't know, you and Sylvia are the owners, proprietors of Cornerstone Music Cafe. Can you tell me just a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, <clears throat> we are a small local uh, cafe and music school. Uh, my wife is an amazing chef and mm -hmm. also an amazing entrepreneur, uh, and I'm a musician. <laughs> And I worked in a couple of kitchens, <laughs> and I like teaching drums, and we have got uh, a bunch of students and a bunch of teachers that we are lucky enough that they, they've held on through this year with us uh, and, and uh, really made the best of this year with us. Uh, and you said when we were talking a few weeks ago that you actually grew, like you actually got some more We're students. just back at the point where I feel like we're, we're growing, yeah. That's amazing. So, so Which people can take like a lessons. whole year of yeah. yeah so they can take um they can contact and get drum lessons from you online yeah and they can yeah. learn to play drums at any level absolutely i right now i have uh my broadest age range and experience range of teaching i'm teaching like a four-year-old and i'm also teaching a 76 year old which yeah, is yeah. amazing yeah that's incredible <laughs> and that's I all i want to learn to play drums you know, that's so cool, man. Yeah, he's he actually, he's played his whole life. He's just like, he's just like, I want to up my game. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, sure, let's do this. <laughs> it's super that's cool, awesome. man. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what's your website? Cornerstone Music Cafe? Uh, cornerstonemusic.ca, yeah. Cornerstonemusic.ca. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to, um, we're, we're uh, getting to the end here. So I want to... Um, I'm going to ask you some questions. You just have to answer them as quick as you can. Oh, lightning round. What's the most useless, useless talent that you have? Uh, I can flare my nostrils. I don't see wow. the point in that. <laughs> um, what would your name, what would you name a boat if you had a boat? Oh, uh, let's see here. I would probably hold a contest online to see. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Mr. McBoatyface? <laughs> Jimmy McBoatface? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> wow. Hey, that's your new nickname for next season. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, on the drums is James <laughs> Boatface. To the prices right. <laughs> um, okay, okay. What is the best and worst purchase you've ever made? Uh, the best purchase? Actually, these drums that I have right here are one of the best purchases I ever made. I built, like, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, I put the money together uh, for a big shell pack, and they're custom drums, they're DW drums, and I got, like, five toms and three snares and three bass drums, and I just, they're all different sizes and depths and stuff, so I mix and match it for whatever the gig is, right? So that's... I think that's the best purchase I've ever made. The the worst purchase, oh wow. Uh, there was this uh, scam in Toronto where uh, <laughs> there's like a, you know, when there's like a, a poster on a, on a, on a, a pole for like a, like a telephone pole and it's, and it's got little tabs on it. You take the tab and then you call the, the number and like, it was all about finding locations for movie shoots. So they show up to your house and they give you uh, one of the, you remember those you remember when the, the disposable cameras? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they, they give you a disposable camera and then you pay to be a a movie set finder. So you give them, you give them 75 bucks and they give you this camera and you're 20 and you're like, "Wait a second." <laughs> That was the worst purchase I ever made. That's amazing. <laughs> did you, did you I was like, this seems picture? like, I walk around the city all the time. I see cool things. Did you, did you still have the pictures? Cause... Uh, yeah, somewhere, dude. I think I do. Your BS detector was not working, you know. Like, no, it was. It was. That's where they're gonna go. They're gonna. They're gonna put a sign on a television. Uh, a I'm gonna be really good at this. That's what Hollywood advertises. <laughs> I got a part for you too. It's, um, <laughs> wow, that sucks. Well, at least you, you're probably, uh, you know, your 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 awareness level went up before you got the CRA. Yeah, it's it's been it's been a couple of decades. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, if you could know the absolute and total truth to one question, what would it be? Oh, wow. The dude, that's a heavy question. Uh, You're a deep thinker, so. Uh, it like fanboy science fiction guy in me just wants to know if there's actually life on other planets. I mean, that's if, if I could have that question answered in my lifetime, I'd be like, okay, that 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 made things worthwhile. <laughs> you know, like that, yeah, I would, you are a big you are a big space fan. Like I said, I love your posts from NASA and everything. Like it's yeah. so fascinating. Yeah, I've I've always been a science fiction nerd and like always read like history of science and philosophy of science and all that. I, the stupid thing is I'm terrible at uh, math, right? So <laughs> I like reading about science more than I, I like doing science. <laughs> But so that, like that's compound that. times are a thing for you. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, if you had to change your name, you have to change your name. Yes. What would your new name be and why would you choose that name? 
What would my new name be? Johnny, this is a loaded question. This is what they call a loaded question. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. Come on, like, our different name? I got a good name. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I would, uh, Skeletor, He-Man, Mr. T, Faye. <laughs> You're a product of the 80s, my friend. Skeletor, I don't know, dude. He-Man, Mr. T. Yeah, Mr. I don't That's know. your nickname next year. That's your nickname. <laughs> We have Jim Skeletor on the drums, I wanted to make Skeletor like Eddie's middle, my my son's middle name, but Silly just would not let me. What? <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> she's the she's the sober second body in this family. Yeah, I think she revoked your artistic <laughs> license on that one. Um, well, that's cool. So. Um, uh, so signing off, anyone that wants to get uh, involved in, in drum lessons and stuff, contact you at cornerstonemusic.ca. Um, We've got 30 other teachers. We can teach you anything. Cool. I want to learn hang gliding. Um, online. <laughs> online. I want to learn hang gliding online. Is there anyone that teaches hang gliding classes online? No, no, no. <laughs> Okay, so um, we, we, we uh, as, as far as I know, and talking with the board and looking at, you know, things that are coming up, yeah. we will get back to the live from the studio things that we're doing here, um, where we're recording um, live and making records, and we want to have you out on some of those. So we have those cool. to look forward to. I know that there's some small group stuff that will start coming up, um, but as far as getting everybody together, um, I, the CJO is is hopeful and planning to do the perfectly frank Christmas, so that'll be the oh, wow. kind of time we get back. Yeah. So yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know what that looks like. If we if we have to do half capacity, um, we could do mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, we might have to charge double price for tickets, or we might have to um, triple even. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they can do it with our gas prices and our. <laughs> Our jazz prices so, um, or we might do we've thought of doing um, same price for tickets but doing one hour concerts like one hour mm -hmm. shows so we do four of them in a row so we can clear the room out if we have to you know yeah, these yeah. are things that have come up before but that's kind of what we're looking at so um, cool dude yeah we want to start I look forward to the day I get to hang with you and those crazy fellas in that band again man yeah me too yeah me too um, and uh, I think We'll have a whole new appreciation for what we we get to do when we when we get to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you have any advice for anyone? Any young musicians out there? Um, musicians out don't there? do unscripted interviews on. <laughs> With me. Online, live to Facebook. I don't know. Oh man. Okay. So I just want to see if there are any questions here before we sign off. Don't want to miss. Um, no, someone says you sound great. That's about it. Cool. And um, uh, I can't wait. Um, Rich Harding says I can't wait to play again with you in the CJO. That's too rich. Yeah, That's do. Too. Uh, great hearing you guys chat tonight. Thanks, Rob. Hi, Rob. Um, 
<laughs> Andrew says, I want to learn the nostril thing. I think I'll have a flair for it. Oh! <laughs> why, is, why is that guy so nosy? Oh, hey -oh. oh, man. All right. Uh, and I'm going to go check out um, Ito, uh, uh, John Coltrane Crescent, right? That was the right Yeah, name. Crescent, man. I don't know that. I don't even think. I said I don't know it well. I don't think I've ever heard it, so I'm going to go check oh, it out. Oh, dude, it's quintessential for me. It's one of those things. That's a big word. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I looked it up just before this interview. Squeeze I it in there. I bet Sylvia lie. 50 bucks I could, I could squeeze it in. <laughs> earned it from phonics. Um, that's great. Um, cool. Do you have any questions? How are you? Oh, man. I, I just want to get back playing again. I hope everybody takes care of themselves. And I hope everybody does the right thing. And just, just take care of each other the best yeah. you can. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're not talking about it much, but... But uh, no. but as soon as everyone gets that second thing, yeah, we hit seventy percent. I can't even remember something like that. Seventy to ninety, some, somewhere ballpark. <laughs> Once we, it's a few weeks after everybody getting that second one, then we start putting on shows again. Yeah, we man. Start doing the big things. That, and you know, I'm missing theater, live theater. I want to go to a play so bad. I just really do. I want to yeah. go to live music for sure. Yeah. But I feel like I've missed so many plays that I wanted to go see at Theater Calgary and at ATP and some and uh, some of the yeah. incredible things here. And and even when I'm traveling, um, so I just I want to do I want to go to a play. I want to go to live music, and I want to go to the movie theater. That was always that was what we would always do to just be like I'd be yeah. exhausted. I could come home to town, and yeah. we would we would just the two of us would just sneak away. Like yeah. I just got home and it's like, but let's leave right now and catch that new whatever. <laughs> yeah. And get some. Not the two of us. No, never. <laughs> socialize with you. <laughs> but we had gone. Um, I don't think you've ever when when we've all gotten together for movies like musicians. I don't think you've come up to those, have you? Yeah, a few. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It's yeah. it's hard to remember, but but what we have done a ton of is bowling. Yeah, 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 I'm really bad. <laughs> Richard Harding was really good. I'm really yeah. So that's a wasted youth right there. That's <laughs> Richard Harding and his uh, his misspent youth. <laughs> you young kids hanging out in all those bowling halls. Oh my gosh, you're gonna grow up to be saxophone players if you don't be careful. <laughs> oh, gosh, awesome man. Well. Um, Great to uh, great to chat with you, man. Great to connect. Great to with chat you. with you too, man. Everybody watching tonight, and we're gonna the video will be on Facebook, and we'll put it up on YouTube. Um, and I think we're gonna. I don't know how to do the the whole. Um, what's that whole thing? What do they call them? Uh, podcasts. I listen to them. You listen to tons of them. I love podcasts. Yeah, yeah. So we'll 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 throw these up on podcasts and stuff too. And uh, um, and I don't. Know, I think that's about it. So the next week is. Who's next week? I should know this. It's me again. It's <laughs> every week, every Friday, all Friday. We'll invite everybody to come on the show, but you'll only need the gym. Um, you just I keep saying yes. <laughs> I mean, I signed them up for them all. all so we have over the summer, we have all of the the 
Calgary Jazz Orchestra Peoples. And next week is Richard Harding. And the following week is Cody Hutchinson. So um, we'll have hear Rich play some and chat with Rich. And that'll be nice. fun. And uh, thanks so much for joining me tonight, Jim. Thanks for having me, Johnny. Look forward to seeing you guys again. Yeah, man. You too. Talk to you later.